with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We went to Bogota, Colombia um, this last week, and we were there for, I believe... Daniel, how many days were we there? We were there was it nine? Ten days. Ten days. Ten days total. But the first three days, there was like a there was like an accident on the road to go to um, Viva Sencio and El Secreto, so we got stuck in Bogota, which would have been better because if we would have took that uh, road, it would have took us nineteen hours going all the way around. All the way around, that would have been crazy. The hills and the mudslides and everything. You know, a lot of people. I don't. You know, it seems like a lot of people think of uh, Colombia like it's it's all jungle, which there is a lot of jungle. But we were in Bogota, and it's a it's a major city, and uh, you know, it's it's very it's very happening. Last time I was there, I was actually um, on a circuit tour with uh, with a circuit for where we had a big stadium, and we did a huge demonstration, and we had like fifteen thousand people, and the Colombians literally rioted because they've never seen. Uh, or they have seen American skateboarders come down there, but they've never seen like uh, uh, you know they want to touch them. They want to they want to touch them. They want to get their autograph. So they started throwing chairs at the policemen. Broke through like the lines of security. It was like Beatlemania. We had to grab the riders, go to the underground. They had to put us in a bus and take us out the back. And then the kids chased us. It was crazy. It was like a, a full on uh, concert style event with a skate demo. So the fact that. And that's, you know, when I was back there at that time, I was actually smoking a lot of weed. I was, I was using a lot of drugs, you know, cocaine, and a lot of different things in my life. And I remember, you remember Valentin that came on the tour? Yeah. He actually showed up to, uh, to come see me at the end of the demonstration, like at our hotel. And I remember we had like a keg in there. And this kid knew me, or Valentin knew me when I was growing up. And he knew me um, as, you know, like I went there on missions trips with my parents at, to Columbia. But now he sees me years later, and at that point, I was really fried. Like, I was, like, like really drunk, high, and just kind of just dead to, to, to life at that time. So now moving forward, we go back for nine days, and we end up doing, like, how many schools was it? Was it, like, it was or how many events? It was eight, or it was 11 events. Mm -hmm. Seven total schools. Seven schools, but we were in front of, like, rich kids, we're here in front of poor kids, or actually middle class and and high class for this particular uh, trip because we were we were in the city, in the school, and you know, we just seen God move, and I have uh, Pastor Manny from Calvary Chapel El Monte uh, in studio, and I have um, Daniel, which goes on all the tours. He's been on the radio show many times. Um, he's in studio too. So today we're going to talk about what God did actually in, uh, in Bogota. And it's fair to say, as we've been traveling, Jesus gave us the Great Commission. He says, go out and make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey my commandments. And what we've been doing is, as the Great Commission, is God's been using the Whosoever's movement to go out and preach the gospel in a very simple format. We're not going out and giving Bible studies because the Great Commission is go out and make disciples. It's the gospel. It's John 3. It's, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the cross. 
Jesus Christ crucified. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't come into the world to judge the world but to save the world through him. And then it goes on, um, continuing to the end of the text. And what we're doing is we're just bringing the simple truth of the gospel. And I feel like sometimes a lot of people like to overcomplicate um, the way to do outreach and the way it needs to be done. And, and reality is when you look at the scriptures and you look at Jesus' life, he was, he was out with the people. He was just with the common folks. I mean, he was casting out demons. He was making the blind see, making the deaf talk. Um, the woman that was bleeding for 12 years, no doctors, no medicine, could heal her. But by faith, she stepped out and touched Jesus. He got these disciples, which we've talked about this. They were like these ordinary guys, which is so relatable to any of us in the studio yep. and even the listeners. Just ordinary guys that didn't have it all figured out. He was with them for three years. He showed them that he wanted to have a relationship with them. He, didn't, he wasn't religious. He wanted a relationship. He empowered them. Showed him how to do ministry, gave him the Holy Spirit, sent it from heaven, and then these ordinary men did extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. So now here we are touring the world, Australia, Toronto, Canada, all across the United States, Mexico, now we're in Colombia, and we're just bringing this same message. It's the simplicity of the gospel. And what's so dope is when all these kids are giving their life to Jesus, at the end, we're continuing to get their information with these little connect cards and then we're giving them to the local church. And um, I believe on this particular trip, we are in front of like roughly 4,000 students. Now the, the whole thing that we were trying to figure out on this trip was like, was it 9,500, 95% of the kids came forward or 98% of the kids forward? Cause right there was there, right around there, 95 to 98. It's, definitely. Yeah. It's somewhere in, yeah. in there. That was our whole Amazing. thing. We were trying to figure out. So, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, this show's gonna really, we're gonna, I'm gonna be talking to Daniel and I'm gonna be talking about to uh, Manny, um, about their perspective on this. But I just kind of wanted to lay out the, you know, the layout of what happened on this trip. Um, we worked with a group down there called Faux Ministries mm -hmm. and they are actually part of this other church, but they were inspired by the Whosoever's movement and what we've been doing with musicians and just being radical for Christ and, and being involved in the art culture, the skateboard culture, the music culture, all the subcultures, which is what leads the way in culture is the subcultures. Mm -hmm. yeah. People follow that. Yeah. So we worked with them. We went down pastor. Is it Chuck? I think they say Chuck, Chuck and yeah. John, pastor Chuck and John. They're down there for the phone ministries. You can look up online. If you go to my social media, you can find them there. If you're going to do anything in Bogota, connect with these guys. These guys know what's going yeah. on. And they did a huge music festival called Kill and Eat. And it was it was radical. We'll, we'll get to all that stuff. But I've never invited a pastor, a senior pastor, to go on the road um, with the whosoever's. So I spoke at Calvary Chapel El Monte here in California, Pastor Manny's church. And... Um, I don't know. We just connected, and I don't. I, I don't know. Did you text me or? You know what? I how mean, did we do it? <laughs> I think it all started when I had said, "Man, I would love to go to Colombia." And then the next day, I texted you uh, just something. You know, thank you for coming out. And you said, "Hey, come." And uh, I just, I know it was the Lord, man. I know it was the Lord. You know, allowing me to go. 
allowing me to see something, Ryan, to be honest with you, that as a senior pastor, I don't see too much, you know. Um, I think that when Jesus grabbed Peter, he said, I'll make you a fisher of men. And I think that's what the Lord's done with you, you guys, uh, with the whosoever's is this amazing to think, number one, that God opens doors like this. I mean, you talk to any pastor, bro, any pastor that cares, and he'll say, this is a dream come true to go into public schools with the youth for you to be able to tell your story and preach the gospel. You know, real simple, just the cross, the blood, uh, faith, the resurrection, and boom, to see the response that, that we see. So not only um, open doors, mm -hmm. but think about it, open hearts. Yeah. Genuinely seeing these kids come forward, they know what they're doing. They're not just kind of like you know, going with the crowd. Because afterwards, uh -huh, Daniel, we talked to them, mm -hmm. and they were sharing the, the fact that they knew what you're talking about, that it was a relationship with God, not a religion. Um, they were talking about the fact that they knew that um, it was about love, that when they prayed the prayer, they felt peace, they felt joy, um, burdens were lifted. I mean, even like the Word, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit was speaking to them. So from a pastor's perspective, it's, uh, it's awesome because typically what we see, unfortunately, and, and I'm guilty of it, to be honest with you, a lot of times is that we invite people to church, and that's okay. You know, it has its place. But Jesus said, go. Jesus said, go into all the world. And so you don't see that passion for the Great Commission, but it's always been something I have in my heart that I want to do. Just sometimes uh, we just don't do it. So I remember a long time ago, because I'm an old guy, and I, I remember this song by Steve Camp. He said this. He said, some people want to live their life within the sound of chapel bells, mm -hmm. but I want to run a mission a yard from the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. And with everyone I, I meet, I'll take them the gospel and share it well. Look around you as you hesitate, for another soul just fell. And he says, run to the battle. I love it as yeah. you hesitate. Yeah. And that would bring up a question because uh, it's kind of like you read my mind when I was, the hesitation is why do people, why do, why does the church at large hesitate? What do you, what do you think it is that um, the church, why they're scared to go actually to the gates of hell and, and pull people out? Do you think um, they're scared of, of, of judgment, of, looking to like like are they scared of what other believers will think because we, we sometimes we we get um backlash for if we're gonna when we do outreach stuff because we're reaching sinners so mm -hmm. it looks really radical yeah. so there the people will be like oh well that doesn't look like what we do in our church so they're people are like scared of maybe really doing real outreach and being in the world yeah yeah i think there is that fear of man you know, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things that I, I don't want to, you know, say anything crazy, but um, it's cool when you see someone who's mm -hmm. called mm -hmm. and cares mm -hmm. and who's courageous. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what I see in the whosoever's movement. Mm -hmm. It's God has his hand on it, but it does take courage because mm -hmm. you're going to get criticized. Yeah. You know, one of the I remember posting a video on Facebook um, and someone commented uh, something, you know, just kind of like. They were like, um, oh, it's sad that we have to do this. And I'm like, and I, and I responded, I'm like, what do you mean? What, what's sad about it? God has opened the doors for Ryan to tell his story, share the gospel, 
And these kids were there. They didn't come enticed by the gifts, but we were able to give them gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, isn't salvation a gift? Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. We get kind of like in this box. Mm-hmm. This is how we do outreach, and we're not really going out and reaching the next generation, you know, that we're not reaching the, the lost. And so and this crazy. And this whole show is, I never use this show to to discourage people. I like to have these open conversations yeah. because I hope that other um, pastors and leaders and youth pastors will hear the show and they'll be encouraged. Maybe they're looking at things a certain way, but I know when you're in ministry, you want to reach people for Christ. Yeah. But like Chuck Smith says, sometimes you, the, the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth and the width. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get stuck in a rut, yeah. you know, and, and you got to switch it up. And, um, and that's the whole, the whole thing is I think that we have to be courageous. You know, if we're going to reach people, we have to be willing to take, take risks and steps of faith. And this is nothing new. I mean, if you just read about the disciples and these guys and even like, think about the prophets, what they, what what those guys went through. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jeremiah, dude, he was like doing it. He, God was asking him to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, I remember Warren Worsby, he said uh, this. He said, uh, methods are many, principles are few. Mm. Methods always change. Mm. Principles never do. And the principle behind it, the gospel, love, care, obedience mm. is the same. You know, just um, uh, I also I was thinking about that passage in Proverbs 1130, I think it is. It says, he who wins souls is wise. And, mm. yeah. and I think that's kind of what the, the motive is here. Lord, we want to. We want to win souls. I yeah. Mean, for me, bro, that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah. we want to teach the word. Yeah. Like Pastor Chuck would say, you know, feed the flock and the sheep will beget the sheep, you know. And so um, I don't know. I mean, that's what it's all about for me. Well, check it out. Let's go back to because uh, we're, we're part of the Calvary Chapel movement. Let's go. Let's go back to the old school. In the in the history books, it says in the books and the movies, it says that Chuck had. Well, actually, even Chuck talks about it that he had like 24, 25 people at his church. Then obviously uh, that one hippie got saved, um, uh, Lonnie Frisbee. And then he was like the first hippie and they, he lived at one of the houses and a bunch of people kept getting saved there and they would go out and preach at the schools. And a lot of the, the, the bigger uh, main pastors from the original Calvary Chapel movement got saved through Lonnie Frisbee. Yeah. Then they continued reaching the, the, the kids and then they just started inviting them to church. Chuck Smith taught the word of God, which he's always been amazing at. Mm -hmm. And the church grew, churches grew. And then it turned into like 1800 churches. They got discipled. That's why Jesus gave us the great commission. Go out, preach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit, and teach them to obey my commandments. That's the church. But the problem is what we're seeing is the churches aren't growing. There's no youth in the church. Barely there. Mm -hmm. There's some. And then you start looking at them. You're like, well, why are you here? Because your parents, mm. most likely because your parents brought you, mm. you know, to church. So we have to, the, that's why Jesus gave us a great commission. We have to go out. We have to reach them. And then we disciple them. And then once they get discipled, then what do they get discipled? They learn that, wait, our mission is the great commission. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to go out. So it's, it's, it's crucial. And, and fishing, you know, we have to learn how to be fishers of men. We just came out with this new shirt called the whosoever's filthy fisherman revival and when you look at it the filthy fisherman is that 
we are I look at it as like the when you're when you're fishing it, it it's it's dirty dude I mean it, it gets you got first you got to find out what kind of bait to use in the conditions you're in to catch what kind of fish then you got to gut them then you got to clean them you know what I mean you, it's this whole process it's very messy it's very yeah. filthy <laughs> so Jesus has called us to be fishers of men and it's not clean it's not easy it's very you have to be very spirit led led spirit led to find out what kind of fish you're going to reach, what kind of people you're going to reach. And the church has been very good at it for a long time, but now we've come up with our own. We used to be fishers men, but now we've come up with like the church industry, mm -hmm. the church bubble, the church format, the institution of the church. And now we have our own little worlds where it wasn't like that before. Yeah. We have our own industry. We have Christian music. We have Christian clothing. We have Christian, what else? Christian, Christian apps. No, <laughs> Christian yeah. radio. Yeah, concerts, all that. Yeah, Christian concerts, Christian music festivals, everything. We have and Christian schools. Jesus mm -hmm. said in John 17, we're to be in the world, yeah. right? Right. Not of the world, but in the world. And it's okay for the boat to be in the water. Yeah. Right? It's got to be. Yeah. But the water can't get in the boat. And so, you know, when the Lord said, I'll make you. I mean, just when, think about it, you know, taking these guys, these fishermen. I mean, I think out of the 12, seven of them were actually fishermen. Hmm. And there's a reason for that because it requires um, hard work, patience, um, a lot of other uh, characteristics. And, and I think that's, that's kind of what we all have to be. You know, we have to have that heart and make sure that we don't lose uh, eyes. I always say eyes to evangelize and we had to go into the the um, the valleys and the alleys and the highways and the byways because, you know, otherwise, um, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, as a pastor, I do see that that trend in the church. And I think if pastors are honest, for the most part, we're losing the youth. Yeah. You know, churches are, I don't know, you know, they're going maybe to places where, um, I don't know, the word isn't being taught. And so we need to have that beautiful balance between um, Spirit-led, um, loving the Bible, mm -hmm. loving people, passionate for the lost. Mm -hmm. And Lord, how do we win them? You know, so um, it's it's just it requires. At the end of the day, there's never like a cookie cutter approach. So one of the things I, I see with the whosoever's is that you guys are just doing your best to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You really are, and that's the key. You know, that's the key at the end of the day because it is a movement. Mm -hmm. it, it really is a movement of God, you yeah. know. I mean, honestly, to see open doors in high schools, like I said, to see open hearts. And so what can happen, you've probably heard this before, but they say that a movement can turn into a machine. Mm -hmm. And then that machine, because they just kind of go into the motions, it turns into a monument. And then it dies and you look back and you're like, well, look at what God used to do. When in all reality, we can never say that. We want to say, what is God doing today? What is he doing now? Yeah. We've been, we've been through a lot of uh, changes. You know, we started off by, teach, by telling our testimonies, touring, doing that. And then we launched into music festivals. And then God led us to do other outreaches. We're, we're doing concerts. And then we started doing skate park outreach uh, or skate park skate events. And then what else did we evolve into? Then we evolved into after-school concerts. Mm -hmm. And then that led to gymnasium events. And then we got involved with the EDM events. So it's like, you just got to, it's, it's a movement of the Holy Spirit. 
But what, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier is if we get stuck in a rut or grave, what if I just said, the only way to reach people is to do music festivals? Right. Well, I had to come up with at least $350,000 to $500,000 a year, mm. which is like crazy. When you go to a high school, you know, for like a grand, and that's all pizza, you know, basically yeah. <laughs> the majority. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's, you, we have to all, and I don't know what we're going to be doing in a year. That's the whole thing is we have to be led by the Holy Spirit yeah. in, in every walk. So back to, back to Columbia. What have what did you notice? Um, either one of you guys can answer this or Let's both. Um, so as we've been traveling, um, what have you noticed that you're in Bogota, Colombia, and ver- versus American kids? Did you see any any similarities? Or well, one similarity is is like the music across the board. They all love it because when we go, we start off with like just the straight hard hitting electronic music that's yeah. just like bumping in their ears and stuff. And they love that stuff. So even, they're listening to the same down music. There, yeah. yeah, they're connected. They know what's up. Yeah. So there's that, and there's the the dances. Oh. Everybody knows the dances, the floss dances from Fortnite. All those things that mm-hmm. they go crazy. Is that for. why? Is that where it was from Fortnite? It's from Fortnite. Every kid keeps <laughs> asking me, "Do you play Fortnite?" And I'm like, "No, but the floss was yeah. from there." All those dances. I think all three, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh all the ones that they were doing. Goodness. Yeah. That's the one that everybody knows. Fortnite. Okay. Okay. That's I didn't. And they love it, yeah. So the everyone, so the and as we travel all around the world, mm. everyone's doing the floss dance. Everybody's Australia, yeah. all over the United States, Mexico, mm. Colombia. Yep. That just shows how connected we are. We're all the same, pretty yeah, much. Exactly. At this point. And even even some of the high schools where they where they didn't have uniform, they wore their own clothes. They yeah. were they were looking like us. They look yeah, just look like, like walking into our own neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah. connected in the same way of that. And apart from that, we would, you know, just connect with them when we're just talking with them and stuff. How so, about, what, what were any cool conversations that you had? I was like, they kind of asked me like, oh, where are you from? And then I say like, I'm from Los Angeles and this and that. And they would ask me like some artists out here that I was like, oh yeah, like I know who that is or, or this and that. Like some mm-hmm. similar like things that they knew that yeah. I was like surprised that they knew. But yeah. of course it's cause we're all, we're um, all connected. They're yeah. like, you guys are from out there. So they already know what's up. Yeah, so the devices, everyone's looking at the same stuff. Yeah. What about you? Any cool conversations or what did you notice? Is there any similarities? I mean, yeah, definitely the similarities. It was a, a, a blessing. It was awesome to see the way that the, they, you know, they're there. They're not expecting this. They're, I think for the schools, right, Ryan, they go to and it's mandatory, right? It's mandatory. For them yeah. to be there. So they're kind of thinking it's going to be maybe boring. And then it just ends up just bringing joy, bringing smiles, bringing laughter, uh, they were saying it was different, um, and then just to connect that with Jesus, to me was was awesome. And so, you know, the the similarities, yeah, obviously music, uh, the the way they're dressing, the way that um, they uh, they knew the dances. They they're all skating everywhere. I think probably all <laughs> yeah. around the world, right? Yeah. They love this, the the skateboarding. But at the end of the day, I think the other connection is just that inside they're they're looking for love. They're looking for God to fill the void inside of them. Yeah. And I think up to this point, I think for the most part, that they have only been fed religion. And so, you know, you make that clear, like when you're sharing your story and you're sharing the gospel, you emphasize that. And I think they not only hear it, but they see it. They see it with their own eyes. Hey, we can have fun. This is clean dancing. This is, this is fun. 
and then so what I was thinking is that when they when we leave they'll never forget that mm-hmm. they'll never forget that being a Christian is this joy is yeah. this love and even fun you know and, the, and that to me is huge it really is because they need to know that yeah because a lot of in religion it's a bunch of you know rules regulations and traditions and i mean you gotta think about when you go to south america when they go into these churches we've been in there like because catholicism is, is massive there you got this oh, yeah. dead scary looking jesus figure idol and we remember we went into mexico i was i was literally creeped out yeah dude sketchy these idols look scary yeah. and that's their only impression of of jesus he's like this sketchy looking idol guy hanging on the the wall of this church and all these other idols that look terrifying. I have nightmares of these things, you know, it's scary. And that's their only identity with who Jesus is and that. And then we come in and we're having the time of our life with these guys. I mean, we connect with them right when we walk in, you know, right when we walk in there, I just start giving everyone high fives and, and cracking jokes and messing with people. And then from there, we already have the relationship going on. We're taking pictures. We're just hanging out, having a good time, messing around with each other. And then, then we give them the product. And we're like, hey, do you guys, we're here. You guys want some free tie-dye t-shirts or some sock skateboards? So we, we blast them all. We hook them up. It, who, everyone wants free. I want free stuff. I'll, give me a <laughs> fair piece free socks right now. I'll take them. You know, yeah. so that's awesome. We get to hook them up with that. And then what's awesome is, you know, we weren't, we're not in there preaching. We're not teaching a message. I'm just telling my story of how I got saved. Mm-hmm. But I really do break down the cross. And the Holy Spirit and 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 yeah. what it what the work of the Holy Spirit does and how he he transforms us he makes us in a new creation and the work of you know God's spirit in us but then I just talk about all the cool things that God has done in my life how he's taken that that old life has passed away and he's given me a brand new life mm-hmm. and then at the end we just say hey if you want to receive Jesus we're gonna pray and he's gonna fill you with the Holy Spirit and yeah. and uh, none of those kids have to walk forward you know what I mean no one has to come forward and pray. It's almost like, you know, we're not for, this is what's so awesome. Right? You were talking about open hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We aren't forcing anyone to do anything. I'm just like, hey, if you want me to pray for you, you want to receive Jesus, just come forward and I'll pray for you. They have to come to me. Mm-hmm. I don't go to them. I'm not forcing anyone. Just like stick your thumb up and then everyone sticks your thumb up and they come forward. And there's a small remnant that doesn't, that doesn't do it and for whatever reason, but it's open hearts and open doors. Yeah. This is why Jesus says, um, the work, uh, what does it say? The harvest is ripe, the workers are few. Who will he send? All we have to do is, I tell people, you want to get involved in a revival? Start doing events at the high schools because the kids are there. Yeah. You don't have to pay any money for marketing or anything. You just show up and reach the kids and they're all there and you can start a, a Bible study on campus. I got this uh, this. Um, DM from some kid on on uh, Instagram. It says Ryan Reese, thanks for changing my school routine. They are you oh uh, they are usually very boring and we almost do nothing. Ha ha ha. I speak English by Leonard in whatever student. So either he's saying his school is very boring. Sounds like me when I was young. <laughs> or the conferences or the assemblies that they normally do. Uh, but even when we went to Mexico, it was the same thing. The, the the conferences they do, they sell the kids are always like, oh man, you know what's gonna happen at this conference? Yeah. 
but we come in and we, we liven it up and have a good time. That one quote from that one pastor or book, you said something about the, the party, the Jesus party thing. Yeah. Um, you don't uh, have to quote it exactly. Yeah, I, I, know his, I know the quote, but I was just trying to think of his name. Oh. But um, the book's called Numb, and uh, he just says, God's not trying to ruin the party. He just wants to invite you to his. Yeah. And, you know, believe it or not, there might be some Christians that, that struggle with that. But to me, I'm like, man, it's so true. You know, ever since I got saved in 89, it's been a great adventure. You know, um, I mean, it's, but this, this is, is awesome. This is unique. This is the Lord moving now. You know, and when we were going to the different schools, it was interesting how uh, we went to, um, the first school was kind of a normal school, I guess you could say, middle class. And then we went to maybe a private school, yeah. upper class, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. And going into it, I don't know if you guys felt, um, or are they going to be open? You know, because they're a little bit more, you know, um, upper class yeah. type, you know? And they were so open. Mm-hmm. They were so open. Those are the ones that spoke English. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went to the what we would consider in America like a continuation school, yeah, right? And the same thing. It's the same thing because the the need is the same. The, 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 the hurts, the struggles, the void within is the same. And the gospel is the same. It's the same power. Right, we're coming up to the break. I want to plug the Whosoever's app. It's free for all you listeners. It has all the past shows uh, for the last couple of years. It actually has our store. If you want to purchase our product, that supports our movement. And our mission is the Great Commission. And um, just keeps you guys updated on everything that's going on. Obviously, the show is um, not only on the radio, but it's a live video feed, too. So you could see us in the studio interacting with each other. I love you guys. See you guys after. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises! And God loves unity. And we want to just inspire pastors and leaders and, and, and youth group kids and, and, and everyone to go out and just live the Great Commission. So it's it's awesome. Um, what are some other cool things that you, uh, you uh, experienced out there? Or what was... What was God doing while you were out there? Um, like a, on a personal note, uh, I don't know if I can share. I don't want to share too much. But yeah. man, as far as like, um, yeah. honestly, like the Holy Spirit started uh, uh, speaking to me. I remember one night he woke me up at two in the morning. And before I went uh, to the the trip, the tour, I, I had like a heavy decision, a heavy um, situation going on in the church. And I just wasn't getting any... any clarity mm-hmm. and um just been praying and praying and hearing nothing and then so one night um the lord woke me up it was like two from two to three in the morning mm-hmm. and just boom you know all these answers to prayers that i had uh been praying and that i had not received started coming to my heart and he's just giving me clarity giving me wisdom in you know decisions that need to be made some scriptures that I needed to give to people, um, 
I, I don't want to sound weird because I'm not a mystical person, mm-hmm. but we're talking like dreams. We're talking about um, words from the Lord mm-hmm. and stuff. So, well, just for the record, <laughs> we're we're all about the power of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit on this show. Yes, God. So we're this is that it's in the Bible happens all the time with us or like in within. So uh, if people don't believe in it, you're you're missing out on a lot. Yeah. So God started uh, working through the gifts of the Holy Spirit in you and through you on this trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, honestly. Dreams, um, words. Yeah, and, you know, just, uh, I mean, I've been, again, a pastor for a long time. It doesn't mean I know everything, but I, I will say this. I, you know, ever since I got saved, your dad said, read the Bible every year. So I've done that. I've been blessed to teach in, in, in the Bible college. But all that stuff can actually, you got to be careful. That can actually hinder sometimes because it's just about, you know, knowledge. Whereas one of the things I learned on this tour is faith. You know, how important faith is, you know. So taking those steps of faith, uh, even me, um, I don't know if uh, you guys knew this or not, but at first uh, Lucas told me that I was going to have to rent a car and follow you guys driving in Colombia, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know if I can go <laughs> and do this, man. <laughs> and, <laughs> but thank God I didn't have to. But I was willing to. I was willing to, yeah. man, you know, to come out. And well, you wouldn't have survived because I had no, <laughs> no idea way. what Colombia was like. Once we got there, is, I think that might be crazier than Mexico. I think so. Yeah, for sure. The driving. Yeah, I had an opportunity to drive. Remember, they're like, oh, Hector's like, you could drive the van to the... To the event tomorrow. I'm like, I am not driving the... <laughs> dude, I will crash the, that van here. Yeah. Dude, they drive like psychos there. Yeah. yeah, faith. Faith. You can't. We can't do anything without faith. Yeah. Nothing without, without faith. So the balance is good. It's good to have the knowledge, um, to read, to pray, to get the knowledge, but you have to be activated. And, you know... You, there's a lot of people that don't aren't activated doing ministry, living out the Great Commission. They just they're they're just growing in in the Word and and just turn into like fat cows basically. And they got a lot of head knowledge, you know, and you point at people. Oh, they're doing this wrong. Oh, this this, and they have all this 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 Bible knowledge, but they they haven't gone out and done anything. So yeah, did, I think done did so done did. Yeah. I think that's where Paul is such a good example for us because here's a guy that knew so much mm-hmm. and and yet you couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just kept going. And so there's a, there's a lot of different things I think that we can get comfortable. Mm-hmm. I know I can get comfortable. You know, the bills are paid. You know, the church is doing okay yeah. and, and stuff. And, uh, and God just has to light a fire. He just mm-hmm. has to fill us and remind us, hey, this is what it's all about. And so what ended up happening is when you guys came, the whosoever's came to Almani, um, and I've always been like blessed and, you know, mm-hmm. with what God's doing kind of from a distance, but then just being able to see it in, in my city and our city firsthand. The school. The Almani High School. No, I think yeah. it was, yeah, it was Almani. No, it was um, Arroyo. Arroyo. Yeah. Okay. It was just so amazing. So amazing to see the kids come in because they don't have to be there. They came during their lunch hour. And then what ends up happening is they get saved. Yeah, no one has to come. Oh, in, in the U.S., no one has to come. Yeah. And they're coming. Yeah. They're getting saved because they're hungry for it. Um, what, what about you? Anything, uh, anything cool that well, God? There, yeah, there, was, there were still stories out there. There was um, 
the guy on the bridge. There was the guy on the bridge. Yeah. So when you were doing that interview for the phone ministries, they were interviewing you. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. What happened? We were filming on the bridge, and yeah, then there's this dude just standing next to me. I thought he was with us, and I was just like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, and then like a few minutes later, he's like, "What is this?" In like some broken English. And I'm like, "Oh, we're filming for this and that," and then um, I couldn't really translate too much. So then Manny actually started talking to him with one of the girls, mm-hmm. and ended up just leading him to the Lord right there on the on the bridge. Wow. And I saw you guys praying for him when I walked away. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, he, he like came up and he was just watching us, like just watching it go down. Divine appointments, dude. Exactly. See, that's the thing. When you're out and about, it, things just happen. Yeah. You know, they just happen. Mm-hmm. You have to be out and about. And God could do that just in your surroundings. When you, if you pray to God before you leave your house, God opened doors today. Grocery store, gas station, you know, in, anywhere. I literally pulled over off the street. I seen someone walking. I just pull over mm-hmm. and go over and talk to him. Because if God just leads you, I mean, this stuff can happen anywhere, but we have to go. That's what Jesus always says, go, go, go out and make disciples, you know? And what else? So you have the bridge. There was, oh, actually one of the girls, because we would, after every event, we would ask the kids, like, hey, what happened? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about event? some testimonies. Was, like, you filmed tons of them, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, let's, let's, let's just go back and forth. We got another, like, 15. Yeah. So basically... The same across the board from all of them. Like we'd ask them how the event was, and they'd say, "Yeah, it was cool. We liked the music. We liked dancing. We liked the products." Where do they connect with though? They connect with all of it. They're like, "We love the music," and they're like, "Oh yeah, the products were awesome." And like, I listen to this kind of music and stuff mm. like that. So, but it wasn't until like they gave like a real full answer when we asked them like, "What was the prayer like at the end?" And mm. that was when you know we introduced them to the Holy Spirit, and they mm. go like, "Well, the prayer was different because I'm not." I'm not used to that. Like it's always it's always boring or, or something like that. And so it's always this, it's always that. But this time it was different. They always said it was different. Different than what they're used to of their religion or whatever they were yeah. brought up in. Uh-huh. But it was always like I felt I felt love or peace or like I was like I was depressed for a while, but now like I felt I just felt relieved, like for some reason, or I just I, I just felt joy and love, and even that one mm-hmm. girl who <laughs> Dude, said she was like filled forgiven, with the spirit right on the spot. Yeah, yeah. The one always that, that that got the word, she was like forgiven by the blood of Jesus. It was it was something like that. Yeah, I don't remember the exact deep. translation. That one but. was deep. Mm-hmm. We, that one's on I think on your social media. Yeah. I don't know if they had the translation there, but uh, it, no. it's amazing. I mean, yeah, God spoke to her. when she prayed. God literally spoke to her like three things. Is that crazy? On the spot, yeah. 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 That's happened before, too, even in America. Yeah, yeah it's so happened it, here, yeah. At the, mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, they're getting filled. That's the thing. They're getting filled. I like to put, I like to put, uh, hold God to his word. That's just the way I roll. I'm like, okay, Jesus says, come to me all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you peace and rest for your soul. Yeah. Peace is the Holy Spirit. He's going he's gonna to send the peace. Jesus says, uh, you know, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, you know, when you pray, he, Jesus says, I will baptize you with fire and power. John the Baptist says, someone will, uh, coming after me will baptize you with fire and power, which is Jesus as well. So basically, when I pray for people, it's all faith. I just activate the faith and say, God, you need to prove that you're real to these guys because they're stuck in the middle of religion. Some of them uh, hate religion. Some of them are atheists. So God, just baptize them. Fill them with your spirit so they know tangibly mm. that they encounter your presence, that peace that you said. Because in John 7, you said, if you believe in me, you can have a relationship that I will send the torrents of living water. Yeah. Yeah. Remember at the climax of the festival, Jesus shouted to the people. 
So all that stuff says he'll send it. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. And the effects of the Holy Spirit is peace, joy, and love. Galatians 5, 19 or whatever. Yeah, I see that. What definitely I see it um, in, the, in the whosoever's is that, I mean, it's just simple, childlike faith. Yeah. And that, that's what I think a lot of times is, is, is missing. So, like, one of the cool things is that when, when, you know, you guys are giving the altar call, you're just saying, open your hearts. Believe if you mean this, God will show up, and uh, and 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 I think that that helps a lot, man. It, it says, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna like try God. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray mm-hmm. this from my heart, and that's why I think that afterwards we get the testimonies that we're getting because they're listening to to that encouragement, that word. Okay, really, when you mean that, when you pray this, mean it from your heart, because I promise you, because. God's, you know, God's not a liar. He's not a liar. Mm-hmm. He'll show up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why afterwards, um, I, I, I don't know your experience, Ryan, but with the young people, like if they don't want to talk, they won't talk. I don't think. No, no. And, and they're not going to just they say. They have to come up to you. And they're not going to just you know? say yeah. wh- what you want to hear. No. no, they're not like that. No. These kids were really, they were saying like, you know, just legitimate experiences with God when they prayed that prayer and uh and it was cool you know we were able to follow up on them and just encourage them and so I would say most of them I asked them I know I said so are you going to continue to to follow Jesus and they were all they all just were like full on on board yes for the rest of my life amazing yeah no these uh youngsters as they uh come up no one wants to be on camera you know, like I told you, yeah. the very, you know, this generation is very alert. You pull the camera out, everyone starts like bouncing, you know. But for someone after to come up and you talk to them and you say, "Hey, what happened?" and you're like, "I'm gonna film it," and they're like, "Okay, something happened," mm-hmm. because they're talking about God, which is totally new in their life at that moment. Yeah. Something real happened in order for them to get on camera and actually talk about this. Yeah. It can't be fake. You know what I mean? Because they're running from the camera. So it's it's the real deal. What were you gonna yeah, say? Yeah, I, I was gonna say that that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just God's grace. You know, He truly has um, has opened doors, mm-hmm. open hearts, and uh, you guys. It's just so cool to see the way that you're running with it, man. With a with a heart of obedience. I like what you said. That childlike faith. Yeah, that's the key. Jesus said it. It really is. If you don't have that childlike faith, that's what hinders you. Because then all of a sudden you're like, oh, can God do it? Or, this? you know, you put it all on yourself. And it's like childlike faith is like we all had, except for you, but we all have had have kids or had, you know, <laughs> young babies at some point in time. But you just tell them and they just believe you. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. It's like you just you believe your dad. You believe your mom. It's crazy because um, – the, the, the thing that we have to guard ourselves against is, is growing up out of that, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we complicate things. And, uh, and that gets in the way. We got to go back to that, not childish faith, but childlike faith. Mm-hmm. And then God begins to move. And I, I think he honors that big mm-hmm. time. So for listeners, what's, what, what is the childlike faith? Can you, can you break it down a little bit for the listeners? I mean, I just think it's someone that's struggling with their faith and, and they, they want to do more, but they're being held back because they're making it complicated. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, just taking God at his word, mm-hmm. 
knowing he loves you. I mean, no matter, you know, who you are or what you've done. I mean, God loves us because of who he is, mm -hmm. not because of who we are. So whoever's out there listening, I, I pray that they know, man, that God loves them. And I like the way one guy described it. He loves them as if they were the only one to love. He loves them like the Amazon River flowing down and watering a daisy. You know, um, simple things. His love, his cross. Man, when he died on the cross for us, all our sins were laid on him, you know, so that when we place our faith in him. And, that, and I guess that's where the childlike faith comes in because sometimes people will say, you mean to tell me all I have to do is believe? Yeah. That's, where, that's the most crucial part is just believing. That's, that's what the Bible says. Believe. People complicate it, though, and they turn it into a religion, rules, regulations. No, you believe. And the moment you believe, the God of the universe will come in and live inside of you. It happens. It happens. That's what happened to me when I got saved. The moment I got saved, my life changed, you know? Now, you, you got saved. You were uh, in church when my dad was speaking, and there wasn't even a message, right? Right. So here you go. To even This is childlike faith right here. Mm -hmm. No gospel was given. Mm -hmm. There was no message. No. So what happened? <laughs> oh, man. It, uh I'll tell you, like, as far as the... the From the, what you remember. Yeah, the day goes. <laughs> um, I was at a crossroads in my life. Yeah. I mean, I had been dating my girlfriend for about three years. You were and a musician as well. Yeah. You were in a band and stuff. I was in a heavy metal band, heavy believe metal it band. or not. And uh, I had a weekend lined up, basically, where I was going to go to Vegas. We had the drugs. We had. I was going to go out on her. I think I was kind of like at this place where if I would have gone there, I would have lost everything that really God had for me. But that weekend, someone invited me to church, and I went, and I got saved. And so when I went there, and and your dad was was preaching, I didn't. I don't remember what he said. All I remember is that I knew I needed Jesus. I needed Jesus in my life, and there was a little battle as far as whether or not to go forward, because um, I was afraid. But I took that step of faith, and I went forward, and I just remember. Um, weeping, man, just the Holy Spirit coming upon me, uh, filling me with uh, His love. And from that day forward, um, by the grace of God, I never I never went back, did, never did drugs. Uh, crazy what God did. Was it you saying you encountered God's Spirit for like a few days after or something? Yeah, for it, it was kind of a different, weird, because this doesn't happen to everybody. Sometimes yeah. people get saved, they don't feel it. Yep. But for me, it just happened that way for two weeks. Two I felt, weeks. I've, I've heard... The Similar perpetual stories. presence of God. And Didn't happen to me like that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. And then by the grace of God, my girlfriend went forward too, Shelly, and we both... Same one? Same yeah. Well, so we both got saved. We were uh, serving the Lord for three years, got married, and now I can honestly say that after Jesus, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And my kids, you know, so... Awesome. The harvest was ripe. Yeah. God's good. Yeah, man. Um trying to think what else happened down there then um well what we're let's talk about future plans future plans we want to go back to bogota there's so many more schools mm. i mean we were connected with with when we were done doing the events the other the principals or like the directors were coming up and saying hey i'm connected with 19 other schools in this area then another one's i'm connected with eight more in this area mm. so now all the doors are opening we got contacted by brazil 
we got contacted by uh, I think North Chile. Chile, yeah. And then um, I don't know. Rumor has it we got a word that we're going to Romania, mm. and uh, <laughs> uh, where is it? Europe, uh, England, England, UK. and there was another place. Where was it? You guys are going to Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong in October, and then back to Australia, and yeah, hopefully Peru. I mean, I want to see this tour expand into four ambassadors going in four different directions. On the globe. Yeah. So we hit 99, was it 98 or 99 schools, David? 98. 98 schools this year. That's a lot of schools in one year. That's crazy. So next year, we need to hit 200. That'd be sick. But we need, we need two ambassadors, you know, or three ambassadors to do it. I really want to focus. I want to have one tour that just goes into California this year. Like really hit it hard because California is the atheist state or uh, what is it? The most liberal Hollywood, everything there. So if we could just start reaching this younger generation that can shift as they get older, you know, right now it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff that's happening here. So I want to just keep on hitting California and pray that the revival will break out in California in a major major way and then continue to hit all the other countries as well which which will be uh will be awesome any uh last words on this uh tour any other cool things happened to you on this trip were you praying about anything did god answer any prayers or well, i was just because i'm still like you know, oh what's my calling what's in this and that but all i know is that right now i'm called to like just follow him yeah. faithfully and be faithful with what he's given me you know this opportunity to come and help you out and just like document everything mm. basically and just show that these kids are having the time of their lives and they're all getting saved and they love it mm. you know and they're experiencing that they're getting introduced to jesus with all this joy and fun and all this like we're, we're connected with them even though we're you know mm. in a whole different whole different state whole different country and but i just know that i'm just following him you mm. know i'm just being a guy just being faithful with what i've been given and just going after him so that's what i was really realizing on this trip that I was, i'm not trying to like like look for what I'm called to do, mm-hmm. but just follow him. And I know he'll reveal it in time with, you know, whenever that is. So that's part of my journey, just following him. That's, but that's encouraging because there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's people that don't know what God wants to do. And sometimes he's just, I mean, the only thing he, he told those disciples at the beginning was like, follow me. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell them where they were going. He didn't say, he didn't just said, follow me. And I'm gonna teach you to be fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing. You're following them and you're watching and learning how to be a fisher of men. Yeah. And that's all Jesus ever called us to do at the beginning. I remember, it's funny when you said that, I remember being up on stage at my dad's church years ago and when, I, when the movement first started or, or when I was first started speaking. And I remember just saying, you know what, guys? I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but all I know is Jesus just said to follow me. Yeah. And I'm like, he hasn't told me where I'm going. And then I was like, and he, I, he never told the disciples where he was going. Mm. All I know is I'm following him. And it was at the very beginning of, of my Christian walk. And, and, and I remember being on stage saying that exact same <laughs> sentence. So if that encourages you, I had no idea what the heck. I don't even, the movement, I don't even know if the movement even existed actually back then. Mm. And I was just like, I, don't, I was just broken and just like, God's just like doing something in my life, but I'm just following him. And boom, now here we are 11 years later. Just in the middle of a revival. Yep. He never told me I was heading to a revival. 
He didn't tell me nothing. He just said, follow me. And uh, that's all he wants us to do. And that's the childlike faith. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's not about what's going to happen, what God wants to do in the future. All we have to do is just keep following him. Mm-hmm. And when we follow him, we're aligning our will with his will, just saying, I mean, I don't know what your prayers are, guys. Your prayers are at home, but I'm, I'm more like, God, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. It's yours. Let's do this. Whatever you want to do in my life. That's my prayer yeah. every day. Yeah. My wife always walks in and hears me saying the same prayer every day. <laughs> That's so I cool. give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Whatever you want to do in my life. Dude, that's just like whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where you want to be. I'm not asking for my will to be done. I'm not asking. There's things I want, would like to do. But then I'm just like, God, you know the desires of my heart. You know them. So just do what you want. Bring it all to life. And then he does over time. It's like these different chapters in your life as God starts working. He, um, all those, like whatever desires you have in your heart, Daniel, mm-hmm. he, he put those there and he's going to, he's going to give those, those things to you in your timing. Mm-hmm. And he's going to place new desires in your heart and he's going to give those to you in his timing. And it's, it's his time. It's, you can't, he's not going to give stuff before, um, it's time. Cause sometimes he has to kind of work out all this stuff here before he gives you this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's like a, a series of events that need to happen to prepare you for what you're called. But I know we were in Afterglow one time and you got a word that God was training you to be an evangelist. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And that, you know, and <laughs> okay, let's, let's just be real here. <laughs> what are you doing? You're like, you're, you're on the road with evangelism 24 hours a day mm-hmm. around the world. Like you're mm-hmm. getting like firsthand evangelism training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just watch. So it if all you weren't going to be an evangelist, <laughs> then I would be very shocked. <laughs> you're, you're, you're seeing it. It'd be a lot of wasted time if I wasn't called. Dude, you're, you're getting the evangelism school 101, you know, mm-hmm. or more, you know, you're, you're in it. And he got saved and, and, and came to volunteer at the whosoever's actually, you know, he's on the road with us. Yeah. He's documenting it, but it's, he's God's showing him. How to, how to, you know, he's young, 19 years old, so. Yeah, and it's so cool, like, for older guys like me to see uh, younger guys like you who love the Lord, who love the people, and are serving him the way that you are. So it's, it's you know, what, what, what you're praying or what you're experiencing, uh, God said, just follow me. Uh, it's what I'm, where I'm at, too, man, just wanting to follow him. And, uh, and that, that never changes. It, it just never does, at least hopefully you know, it never yeah. changes. Yeah. Simplicity. Childlike faith. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Yep. And that is our mission is the Great Commission. Well, this is the end of the show. I want to plug all the listeners to our app, the Whosoever's app. It's free. It has all the past archives, radio shows for over three years. Every subject possible. Obviously, we have our store on there. You can purchase the products. It supports our mission. In our mission is the Great Commission. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, yeah, we have uh, that men's um, conference coming up with Franklin Graham, uh, John Randall, Jack Hibbs, um, and many other speakers. Um, I don't. I got on that lineup. I'm stoked. That's awesome. But um, it's going to be at the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, you could go on my social media to find out more details. Ryan. Uh, Reese on social media and check out the whosoevers.com. Thank you, Daniel Sun. Yeah. 
Thank you, Manny. Thank you. For being here and going to Columbia with us. Thank you, bro. It was a blessing. Love you guys. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.